0: Have you heard the birds, the word section three, three, six, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. is that song i
1: don't know i was gonna let it go for however long you wanted to let it run i was yeah. it was a good beat i was i was, I was checking
0: settings it. and everything and just ignoring it and then uh whatever that like move to the beat or something the guy said and i was like i don't remember that in our song i, I thought maybe you always bust out
1: new interest songs i thought maybe you had a new interest song there
0: No, i'm too busy focused on new uh new artwork now that it's a, now that it's a two-man show let's try it again oh, to them all day, Mm -hmm. you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, Birdland. when or lose, we bringing it to you always, Always. Mm -hmm. you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, orange or black, we rebuild the pack, no matter where we at, you know we coming back, section 336, we on this, so tune in, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, Birdland. now, here come the boys from section Mm -hmm. 3.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section Three Three Six, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I'm your endearing stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka.
0: Hey, we got to watch some baseball this week. Yeah. We know, it, somehow we made it through an off season again.
1: Yep, it's been a long time coming. So now we can overanalyze two innings pitched right. by each pitcher.
0: Right. You know what? This off season went by so much faster. With being able to cheer for an MVP quarterback, it sure yeah. helped the off season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. To see the the Ravens have a good run and make the playoffs always helps with the Orioles off season. Uh, and because yeah, this has been a quiet off season for the Orioles, just like we all expected. Yep. Um, the most action was trading away good players like Jonathan Villar and Dylan Bundy. Um, but but you know, hope springs eternal. Uh, and and. We get to see some young players play. We get to see Ryan Matt Castle chase around balls in the outfield, and we get to see Keegan Aiken give up home runs. So it's just it's that exciting time of the year, spring training
0: baseball. Yeah, and a whole lot of commercials for the new uh, MLB The Show game, which gets me all pumped up and excited for that. Yeah, now with the the,
1: with the minor leaguers, I'm all over that.
0: The minor leaguers is like that's a dream for Oriole fans. Yeah, the fact that it's going to be real minor league players across all levels with real stats and everything like, when we do, who cares about the major leagues? The, those minor league teams are going to be fun to play as.
1: Yeah, because I always do when I play the show, and I didn't get the show last year because there was no like new players on the Orioles worth having, and that's the only reason you get the new game right. is for the new if you got, players. If you got a
0: new game, you would have lost Manny Machado. You don't want that.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, I still got Manny Machado and Adam Jones. It's fun, but I always do franchise mode and okay. i try to win a world series that's my that's yeah. my mode franchise mode but it's really hard as it exists to to get fran- to win a world series before getting fired cuz your team is so bad cuz i try right. to tank yeah. to get draft picks but then they fired me after year 2 I, but i'm like it's a four year rebuild just wait uh, till 2023 and we're going to win the world series but i get fired always before that see, so I hopefully never- now with the better minor league system and a more accurate minor league system i can do some yeah. damage
0: and see I get that. I would my issue would be I'd get frustrated because I'd be doing those uh whatever they call it, road to the show, No, road to the show is individual player, but I'd be doing those leagues and it's like Trey Davis is your MVP and this guy and this guy and it's all these made up names. Yeah. So now that it's like real people, suddenly I care about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree it's cool. And I didn't I saw some of the ratings like Adley Rushman was like at 86. That's not um, and some of the pitchers, like um, my man Co- Co-
0: Cody Stedlock and was like a 60, and
1: Michael Bowman I thought was a little bit low. Well, because so, they're
0: all minor leaguers. You're not going to give a minor league player a 90, mm, oh, 95.
1: Mm, I meant like potential. That, that was their oh, like okay. potential. And I thought, oh, mm, I think Adley Rushman is more than a B potential. But I right. think I think those numbers will change. And, I mean, you know how MLB, MLB The Show does it, too. They update like, it
0: every, like, two weeks or yeah, something. Yeah, they,
1: they update the ratings all the time, depending on how players are playing. Right. I don't know how, like, how much will they update minor leaguers. Like, if minor leaguers playing well, will they update the minor think, leaguer? I don't know, though, because
0: that's a lot to keep track of. I, it, it, but is it – you would think with today's world, it's just computers. And yeah, you would it, think, like, it's not a human that's upgrading those ratings. You would think the computer would just monitor and, like, every day – say okay what was his batting average today
1: yeah i don't know if it's done actually that scientifically but they did mention i forget the site they worked with some site in building the minor league ratings and rosters out
0: <laughs> the baseball prospectus maybe
1: it was, maybe it was some, it was, some <laughs> it was no it was a site i never heard of i heard of them it was some okay. other site i never heard of that they worked with gotcha. but some site associated with major league baseball and the minors but yeah, I spent my yeah. Go ahead. I spent my weekend in Philadelphia this weekend.
0: In Philly, yeah. Uh,
1: no sign, no, no sightings of Bryce Harper, unfortunately, though.
0: Well, he's down. He's down here with me. He's down oh, yeah. in Florida right now. Yeah.
1: How many spring training games have you been to? Over under four or five? Out, now, Florida, um, hopping around. You've probably been to like ten probably so far.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the Orioles are not too far away. They're about three and a half hours away. So it basically it'd be like if I took the week. It's like your trip to Philly. I can take that trip over to Sarasota. Fake news.
1: Do you know how far Philly is from my house?
0: Uh, from your house to three hours.
1: An hour and forty-five minutes. Is it really? Yeah, I go the back way through oh, Delaware. Oh, yeah, you just go
0: the back way. Yeah. Hour and forty-five right.
1: minutes. Yeah, I, that's I was, not bad. No, I thought it was a lot further. I love yeah, and I love to. Philadelphia. That city's great.
0: You can walk. I, uh,
1: you can't do this in Baltimore. I walked at my uh, hotel and I was at an education conference at Pennsylvania University. 45-minute okay. walk. I felt completely safe walking for 45 minutes in a city. I never felt like that in Baltimore. You can't walk 45 uh, minutes anywhere in Baltimore.
0: Yeah, how was the weather? Was it cold? It was cold. For a 45-minute walk? It was cold. I, I also went for a nice long hour walk in the city of St. Augustine on Wednesday night. Because, I think it was Wednesday. No, Thursday night. Because uh, mom and dad are in town visiting. Oh, okay. So, they're uh, they're staying about forty minutes away from us, but we've uh, gotten together with them a few times, and uh, showed them our house, showed them where we're building a house, and and had a nice little double date with them downtown St. Augustine earlier this week.
1: Okay, that's nice. That's cute. So. That that's why they couldn't watch my kids when I went to Philly. Uh,
0: yeah, they're down. They're down here. I've seen them. Uh, I think I saw them a bunch over the weekend. I saw them Saturday and Sunday okay. this weekend. So, yeah. I've seen them uh, maybe four or five times since they've been down here. So.
1: Well, that's more than I've seen them recently.
0: Yeah. the uh,
1: But but it was all right because my kid stayed with friend of the show, the zany Bertrody. <laughs>
0: All right. yeah i like it i like that the zany Burt roadie i texted the zany Burt roadie this week as well speaking of the friend of the show what it's not even his
1: birthday why'd you text him
0: no because i because i booked my ticket to come back home for for opening day mm. so i'm coming back you know i had no no problem getting uh getting tickets for opening day oh really so yeah orioles uh yeah plenty of seats available you so can still on go on the website twice. right
1: now and get tickets to opening day
0: I don't know, but I think if you call like a ticket rep, you can still get you can still get opening day tickets. It'll sell out though, right? He, somehow, yeah. yeah, they might have to cover up some seats, but somehow it'll be a sellout. But I got my tickets to come home, so I asked our favorite friend of the show if he would like to join us for a like nice in person podcast. Yeah. while I'm back in town, so I got a big old maybe. Oh, we'll make that happen. So uh, I think I think he'll be back. You yeah. and I will be doing a show. I don't think uh, we can get, I do think we'll get front of the show back on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll get bird on here for a opening day or post opening day show. Um, and yeah, I know we're going Thursday. Um, and I think, I know you're planning on Saturday too, right, Josh? I might go Saturday I, too.
0: I think so. I'm debating between Saturday or uh, turns out my flight back isn't until like six or seven o'clock on Sunday night. So I could, why is Gigi trying to call me mid show? Um, so I mom, think I might the go. Every Monday. Yeah. Mom. mom, come on, mom. Yeah. Tune yeah. in on. Reminds, you reminds me of that whole, that old video of uh a Charlie from the uh, Oriole Spastics yelling up his stairs at his mom to be quiet. He's recording his podcast.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So, um, yeah. But the Saturday so, yes. game is
1: a four o'clock yes. game, which is nice. But yeah, but we got our tickets to opening day, so we'll be at opening day, and it's gonna be. I mean, I mean, I'm already, I'm already pumped up. I already got it marked on the calendar. I'm taking the day off work. Um, I haven't been to opening day in a couple of years. Uh, I don't. I know you go every yeah. year, Josh. I kind of. I was avoid surprised it. to hear that you're coming. Yeah, it's usually too many people for me. But I'm. I'm just pumped about this team. I'm pumped about this team. So darn all the crowds. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go and uh, take off work and go to opening day.
0: So I'm that's, pumped about that's it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. I mean, why not? It's exciting. It's the uh, only time the Orioles have a chance all season, and it's the Yankees. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's yeah. Garrett Cole.
1: Uh, former right, who,
0: cheater Astro, so it's perfect. Right. right. Guy who uh, looked pretty good today, to, today in his first start in spring.
1: Did he? I was too busy yeah. watching video of Jose Altuve get booed out of the stadium.
0: Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I, I do like the memes going around about the Astros are now stealing these signs of fans of, at the Astros. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's, this is Astro's story. I'm telling you, Josh, it's going to be the gift that keeps on giving. Throughout the entire year, this story will never get old. Just when you think it gets old, there'll be a new TikTok video, or there'll be a new something a stadium does, or there'll be something else. This story is going on all the, all year. By the way, has Major League Baseball said anything about the Boston Red Sox yet?
0: No, and the Red Sox haven't even announced their official manager. They yet. have an interim I, manager. To, yeah, they yeah. have an interim manager, and I don't know if they're just waiting for like whatever this announcement or what's going on.
1: Yeah, that's so weird. Who knows? But, uh,
0: yeah, but no, no announcement yet. You would. No, I, I'm shocked. Like they gotta do this before opening day, because you don't want to make this announcement mid-season. You would, but you. Wouldn't you made that same argument
1: about it would have to happen before spring training, so like Red Sox could make decisions and stuff?
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, so I, it totally. makes me think that I don't know. There's something else going on.
0: Um. I, I, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird that there's a delay. I don't know if it's... I don't know. Are there big stars on, the, is on it, this name that they can't... Is it they related... They don't want to release it? Do they think we're going to forget it? I don't know. Yeah, is
1: it related to the backlash of this whole Astros thing where they right, don't want that to repeat they, the same mistakes?
0: And Right. They handled it so poorly that they're trying to figure out how to handle this one better. Yeah. I looked it up. The Astros come to Baltimore June 5th, 6th, and 7th.
1: All right. Get your so trash cans ready. Week,
0: Nice weekend series to bring your trash cans out to the yard. Perfect. Perfect. Have you been, uh, Josh, the spring uh, – so let's do initial impressions. Is this right. where you want uh, to start with, of spring uh, training, sure. baseball, Orioles related? All right. Sure. Um, I want to talk about the broadcast crews because we got little glimpses of that this weekend okay. as well. But we'll get into that a little later.
1: All right. So we can get into that the changes next. there.
0: Uh, yeah. Changes with that. Changes with 105.7, which you'll – which are uh, all interesting. All right. I made a couple of notes. Saturday, my note. Saturday, I listened to the game on the radio. And my note from Saturday's game says there was nothing good. Okay. Sunday, I watched the game on TV. My notes say LeBlanc looked good in his two innings, one hit, two a lot, strikeouts. A
1: lot of ground balls.
0: Yeah. And I like the, the miniature E on his jersey in LeBlanc.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: So I thought that looked cool. I made Capital a note, E, but note. miniature. Yeah, I thought that yeah. looked pretty cool. So I made a little note about yeah. that. I wrote down that Dwight Smith looked good at the plate, but really bad in the outfield. Okay, he's not the Coley only left fielder that looked bad, but we can get to yes. that later. Yes. And then I wrote that uh, your boy Chris Davis, I thought looked good at the plate, with a walk and a single to left and two good walks. as in two walks and a single to left yeah and by good he took those walks and kind of he didn't swing at stupid pitches he didn't strike out so i wrote good at the plate
1: i guess so i mean to me and like Hyde would say look good and we're going to overanalyze every chris davis at bat and sure. certainly it's better that he's starting off getting on base and not getting on base but even like both walks he started off 0 and 2 and 1 and 2 in the counts so I guess like props to him for not striking out and fouling off a couple pitches, but I'm not encouraged by him getting behind in the in the count again. Like a better pitcher, I think, is going to finish him off.
0: Right. So, That's um, the thing is it is spring training pitchers that he's facing. Yeah,
1: and listen, we could talk about at bats. The guy with the most at bats, I think, right now for the Orioles has five at bats. So I'm not going to analyze five at bats. And as far as the like, pitchers yeah, go, like Austin Hayes, the 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 most pitchers. uh is the most innings pitched a pitcher has is two, all right? So I'm not gonna talk about yeah. Keegan Aikens pitching after two innings. I'm not gonna talk about Chris Davis batting after th- three at bats. So we're not we're not having that conversation. Oh,
0: but I got I got notes on those. Guys. All right, fine. Wrote, but that, I'm just I just want to preface this by this is dumb. Let's continue. I wrote down uh, from today's game. I wrote that it's nice to see Cobb healthy, though he I wasn't
1: because he was supposed to pitch two innings.
0: He pitched well, one inning. To, Oh, I I they only wanted him to pitch one.
1: No, he's supposed to pitch two. It was all the hoopla because so. then Dan Connolly is out on Twitter spreading rumors because these guys on on these these guys who follow the Orioles have nothing better to do than to spread rumors about pitchers. Uh, okay. But it came out that the reason Alex Cobb pitched one inning instead of two innings is because like everybody else on this team, he's got the flu.
0: Okay. So he yeah, says he I, was I, dehydrated
1: cool. and felt a little bit dizzy out there.
0: Oh, I feel dehydrated and dizzy too every time I watch the Orioles. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, you um, you can crane your neck looking at all those home runs, make you dizzy.
0: I wrote, I wrote that that I might be on board with the David Hess. Not good. The Davis, the David yeah. Hess. He stuff. had two, 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 two good two innings, innings, three strikeouts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With Jake Fox cat, cat, catching him. I wrote, yeah, it was good. I wrote that Aiken looks fat.
1: That's the that note. See, that's the big note you got to take away. I don't care about. <laughs> right there, it is. There away. it is. I was waiting for the the first fat comment, the first out of shape comment. Well, there I it saw is. Keegan Aiken. Aiken looks fat. And coincidentally, or not coincidentally, he gave up 100 runs. So there you go, Josh.
0: Good. Well, I saw Keegan Aiken. I saw Aiken on the mound when I was watching the game, and I was like, who is that? And then in the jersey said Aiken. And I said, that's not how I pictured Keegan Aiken in my head. But you never like, saw, I, I you never watched never Keegan seen, Aiken
1: pitch before
0: this. No, I've, no. This is my first time ever seeing Keegan Aiken. Yeah. And I was just like, that's Aiken? He's fat. Yeah. Uh, and then I wrote down that, uh, Kramer, Kramer, was fine. One in point, one innings, two strikeouts. He gave up a couple hits, but I like I like it. What I look for in my spring training pitchers is strikeouts. If you strike guys out, even though it's spring training and like minor league guys, strikeouts will get my attention.
1: Hey, um, oh so yeah, means I, you're I, getting it over the plate. Yeah, and he was throwing like 94 or whatever. And Hyde, Matt, 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 manager Hyde was very impressed with Kramer too. He said some nice things about him in the post game. Hey, but hey, if
0: you were to put a height and weight on Keegan Aiken, what <laughs> um, would you see. say? I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's go with height first. How, how tall do you think he all is? Height. I'm going five ten. He's six foot. Okay, six foot. All I right, all right, I'm gonna say that's close. Alright, yeah, six. What foot. about
1: weight? I'm six foot two. I'm six foot no as well. Um, uh, two, two forty five. Okay, that's offensive.
0: What is he? What is he?
1: That's offensive. He's, he's listed. I don't know see when this was taken, but according to baseball reference, he's listed, listed at
0: 225. But that's still a big boy. Okay. That's still right. a big boy. 225. I'll yeah. give that. That makes sense. All right. I'll give I'll give you 225 there. But that's still a good bit all of weight right. for us. It's still a big foot. boy. That's a big boy. Now, again, I don't mind my pitchers being fat. Sabathia, one of the greatest
1: pitchers of all time. Yeah. Fat dude, but yeah. it's better when he was fat.
0: Yeah, he sucked when he lost weight. Yeah. So, yeah, I do not mind fat pitchers. It, it's I, other in, positions where I don't like you being fat.
1: In general, I enjoy fat baseball players. Yeah. Give me a Kirby Puckett all day. Give me a, C, a Cecil Fielder all day. Probably for, prefer first baseman, but I love a fat uh-huh. baseball player. It's like because right, baseball. Give me a Sidney Ponson. Yeah, baseball is the hardest sport to play. I th- And everyone kind of agrees it's, a, it's the hardest sport to play, to hit a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. And if you're doing that and you're also fat, I think that's fantastic.
0: Yeah, all right. If you lose your breath running out to the pitcher's mound but can still calm down and throw the ball, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You're
1: Freddy, sweaty Freddie Garcia just throwing strikes while being fat. I love it. I right. love fat and, baseball players.
0: Yeah, and I'm in love with Chris Davis and his new bulk. He looks like he, he looks like he used to like when we all loved him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Chris Davis yeah. is huge. So that's, yeah. it's good to see. So I
0: love that. Like, if you're going to strike out, at least look good. At least, like – at least look like a monster up there at the plate and give us something.
1: Yeah, what do you say the over-under is for broken bats across his knee this year? I mean, I think there's going to be some bats broken across his knee. He's got a lot I'd of anger. Say, uh, he's I'd got say a lot of two muscles. and a half. Two and a half? Two and a half, Oh, I bet yeah. the over on that. Yeah, he, there, He's going to break some bats. I mean, that, that he, a, the, the bat looks like a little twig in his
0: hands. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, now broken bats on the swing, swing. that's to pick. going to increase as well.
1: Yeah, now, to go, to get the over, he's going to need to strike out some in key
0: situations. Right, exactly. And he's going to have to – right, to get that over, he's going to have to fall apart and not be helpful for this team, and everyone's going to hate him once again.
1: Yeah, but so far this year, he's gotten on base every time he's been up. So, if that continues, he won't break any bats probably.
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe for celebration? Who yeah. knows?
1: Yeah. But, yeah
0: <laughs> – what would yeah, you I don't... He'd be
1: curious to see? I know the Astros cheated and that's not good, but I would legitimately be curious to see if like Chris Davis, someone was banging on a drum and if Chris Davis like literally knew what pitch was coming every time, could he hit two fifty? If he knew what pitch was coming every
0: single time? Could Chris Davis hit two fifty? I yeah, don't think he probably. could. You don't think he could I think I think Chris Davis if he knew every time what pitch was coming, uh whatever that record year he had with the like seventy home runs and batting two Fifty, I think he could pass that. I you think really think did, so? Yeah. You know what pitch? Yes, you know what pitch is coming. Judge, you're going to put up the best career stats you've ever had. I don't know if that's true, Judge. You have some guys exactly. written no, no. and- you you sound like the you sound like the manager of the, the owner of the Astros saying, I don't know if it impacted the game. Of course it did. The, no, p- no. the hardest thing when you're at that plate
1: is to guess what kind of pitch is coming. Okay, I agree. Mike Trout would hit 500 and and hit 70 Any home runs. Any ball player would. Ryan Flaherty would. No, I don't think so. I mean, everybody knew, Josh, that Zach Britton's throwing a sinker and no one's hitting it, right? I mean there's certain pitchers. I mean, if you know a Chapman's gonna throw a fastball, it's not gonna help you hit the Erodis Chapman fastball, though. I okay. mean that's the one that um all right oh, but boy hit a home runoff of Jose Atuve. But, Right,
0: but, but there you're you're just but, naming but, a few you're just
1: naming a few pitchers. All right, but I'm just saying but my point is that the pitcher's that good, you can know it's coming still not hit it, or if the hitter is that bad, like Chris Davis, you can know
0: it's coming and you still won't hit it. I don't think there's anyone in the major leagues that uh, knowing the pitch it would not help them and improve them.
1: Josh, how would you do if you knew what the, if you knew what pitch was coming?
0: Uh, unless it's a changeup, I'm running away from the ball because <laughs> that ball's coming way too hard for me.
1: All right, fair enough.
0: So uh yeah, I don't know. I hey I did pretty good that chance that we got to hit off Al Bumfrey. Yeah. I, I hit the ball pretty good.
1: Yeah. Well Al Bumfrey's not there's not
0: a lot, long a lot to leagues. a lot to right field with those soft tosses, which means I was still behind those pitches. Yeah.
1: Um Josh, I was waiting for you to comment on the
0: Nike swoosh. Oh you yeah, you now you're just going through my Twitter. I just didn't understand when I was watching the game why it was a uh, black on their jersey. It was like the only part of black on their white jerseys was the Nike swoosh. Hmm. So that's why I posted on my Twitter, why isn't it orange? But I see, I
1: think Keegan Aiken's fatness and the color of the swoosh, I think uh, those are more appropriate comments <laughs> than, three games into spring training Chris than Chris Davis Davis's yeah, yeah. look good or Dean Kramer's hitting 95. Well, my real
0: comment on Chris Davis is how he looks. That's what I really care about. That's true. Physically,
1: he has very big arms.
0: All right. You know what? It's because friend of the show is not here to give us all the the visual commentary on jerseys and stuff. Um, Because I think Dwight Smith's beard looks pretty good. I like him with the beard. I like that the Orioles, now that they don't have this beard, beard, whatever, no beards allowed rule anymore, that now it seems like for the older veterans, it's who can just grow the best beard. I like that. Give me something new to look at each uh, spring training. Okay, there's because, been
1: some minor injury news, nothing major. But um, Asher Wojcikowski, I guess, has a has a blister. Cole Stewart, I, I, something's wrong with him. He's yeah, getting he started to push was, back. Um, our boy,
0: the person, the person showing Wojcikowski on the back of that jersey, also has a blister.
1: Yeah, probably. Our boy you, you Neil know, Diaz um, has shoulder soreness push back and and height he's not concerned but um Wojtkowski, Diaz any of this concerns you the only thing about Diaz no. is Diaz seems to always be nicked up in some way so this is like Diaz was not going to make the team but it's it just right. like Diaz I mean it's, it's you if you can if you have arm soreness for day one like what are we talking about here shoulder soreness and we haven't even played a game yet like
0: come on dude well that could that could mean that he did nothing this off season. Yeah, he well, hasn't used his arm until uh, today. Or he probably did what I
1: would do. I got a, a, a freaking invite to 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 the major league roster. I'm throwing the first ball I catch, and every ball I catch, I'm throwing as hard as I can, to All hope right, someone right. sees me throw it 100 miles per hour. And he does have a good arm right. out there in the outfield. So I think maybe or, or,
0: overdoing it in practice, perhaps. Right, or or yeah, or football season ends, super it's Super Bowl time and you realise crap, spring training's in a week. Let me hop in the gym every day and overdo it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on with that. But we also, um uh, oh the adju Adwo, blister, I mean that's no big deal, but I mean nope. he is not guaranteed, I don't think, a starting spot. Would you say that wo that Wojowski is guaranteed a starting spot? I think spot?
0: it is. No one is guaranteed but it's his spot to lose. So I think I, think I mean, he was the favorite, the front-runner for that position. But I think all starter, these guys – For starter number three. Yeah, yeah. John Means with, is
1: number one. Oz Cobb is number two. Yes. Wojciechowski right everyone, now is number everyone three.
0: Everyone assumed Wojo was number three. I think you can't guarantee that when you have all these guys with some experience that you have signed to minor league deals because they all want those sh- those spots.
1: Yeah, Wojciechowski
0: I mean, he's yeah, not he's like, like
1: a—he's not an established major major leaguer. So right,
0: so he's a guy you could say, hey, let's take, let's give him some more time in the minors. Yeah, or put and, him on. I mean, or you might veterans. have to send
1: him through waivers and put him on waivers and see if someone else wants him. Like that's—I think that's not out of the question, unreasonable.
0: Yeah, I guess you would go with the whole angle of who wants an Oriole pitcher.
1: Yeah. So,
0: try to but through, but, you're, yeah.
1: but he would have to, I think pitch. I think he's the favorite for a starting spot,
0: right? And so. you're right. It might have something to do with waivers and him not being able able to clear waivers or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And again, this is you have to look. I don't know what his options are. Um, if you want to keep him on the forty man, I don't know what his options are. Yeah, maybe send him down or not, because he's bounced around a bit. Yep. Um, let me think. Other impressions of spring training. I think that's um, it. Um, let me get to when players get—I don't know—ten innings pitched, then we can start having some conversation. I mean, we're we're a month away from actual baseball being played, um, yeah. and these and, and like make no mistake about it. Like these are competitions. Like Ryan Mountcastle, left field, Josh you saw the play where he lost the ball in left field yeah yeah yeah, yeah. is that excusable because it's sunny i think people want to make excuses for ryan Mack cause it's sunny it's sunny so, though like every saturday afternoon game and you don't it see is. people drop balls and like they
0: that. say they say the wind is different in sarasota well, the because of it being close to the ocean but it's ryan mountcastle he has has he hasn't played much in left field right no, he hasn't. Uh, like he's like they keep finding different positions for him. Yeah, he started out so drafted like shortstop,
1: moved to third place, played there a while, then moved to first and I think dabbled a little bit last year in the outfield.
0: Right. So, I'll give him that. I mean, on that game everyone looked bad in the outfield. So, yeah. I uh what's his name that uh that played center field? Um Stevie Wilkerson. Wilkerson. Yeah. yeah, he missed a, a ball, misplayed a ball. Dwight Smith Jr. misplayed a ball. The outfield looked bad.
1: Yeah, it's a bigger deal for – yeah, Dwight Smith Jr. Yeah, it's a bigger deal for Stevie Wilkerson because – He's I mean, an
0: outfielder. He's been an outfielder. He's had a chance at major league outfielder play. Well, outfield I mean, play.
1: starting last year, right? Like he hadn't played last uh, outfield till last year, and then he became like our center fielder somehow. But like he is fighting for a utility spot. And so part of the yes. utility spot is – Part of his advantage to him is he's a center fielder. Um, And if he can't play center field, they might keep that Velasquez guy who they just picked up over Stevie Wilkerson. I mean, Stevie Wilkerson's not even the 40-man anymore. He was kind of uh, optioned off the 40-man. So he's like an outsider trying to fight in. So Stevie Wilkerson needs to play almost flawless baseball to have a chance to make the team. Whereas Ryan Matkowski probably wasn't going to make the team no matter what he did, as we talked about in here. And I bet part of Mike Elias loves it every time Ryan Matkowski makes a mistake because then he can justify keeping Ryan Matkowski down in the minors longer. Um, I saw the guy from Orioles Hangout on Twitter. I forget his name. Tony something from Orioles Hangout.
0: Yeah, Tony. Uh, I'm blanking on the last name. Tony Pente.
1: Yeah, t- Tony Pente. He was saying, like, once Brian Madcastle, once he gets his service time, once the is get another year out of him, by the end of April, he'll be up and be there the rest of the year. I don't think Ryan Madcastle is going to be up in April. I, I mean, I think they have to find a defensive Not position it. for him, and he has to prove he can play the defensive position. I don't think they're just going to stick him at DH. I don't think – because that's kind of giving up as far as him fielding a position. So I think they're going to try to stick him either in left field – or at first base um and make him play defensively every day in the minors for a while and kind of prove himself defensively before they call him up so i I would be surprised if he's caught up at the end of april maybe i'm wrong on this but i'd be surprised
0: that's the and that's been the conversation with mountcastle the entire time is where do you put him in the field do you really want to bring up this guy as a dh
1: yeah and i yeah and i feel like that's that's kind of given up because then all of a sudden, what do you do with Renato nu- Nunez who had a really nice offensive year last year? Um, and that's why maybe right. you kind of hope that Renato Nunez plays, plays can play third base defensively well enough to, to stick there every day.
0: Now we did do this a few years ago. We kind of brought Trey Mancini up without a position for him and made it work. Yeah, yeah. And and listen, Trey Mancini, they're hoping
1: like this is Trey Mancini 2.0, right? They're hoping that Ryan Mattcastle – can make right. the transition to left field just like Trey, Trey Mancini did. But I don't know. I think Trey Mancini uh, maybe was unique in his ability to transfer out to left field. Um, not that he's a great left fielder. Like, but
0: but an overall better athlete.
1: Yeah. I don't know if Ryan Madcastle can do it like Mancini did it. But that's why we like play these games. And again, I'm not going to yeah. judge him for one misplayed ball in left field like that's but i but i uh, think i don't think they want him as a dh every day in a rebuilding season like maybe if you're ready to win and you know have a position for him okay dh ryan mackhouse so but this point he's still young enough you're still rebuilding i'm sure the orders want to find a position for him
0: yeah and this is the whole point of having him at big league camp is yeah. to see can he play the outfield in the majors yeah, like, the, like it sucks when we watch and see him fail. But it, the whole point is to see if this is going to work, this experiment.
1: Yeah. And I'd be curious to see how much like this one thing to watch spring training. Right. Does he play left field more? Does he play first base more? That maybe will give you an indication of where the Orioles um, kind of view him.
0: Right. Because it's the Orioles have been pretty clear that Trey Mancini is no longer a first baseman. Right. They've got no plans to use him in first base really ever again. Well, Unless it's to give someone a day off.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we'll see what development happens in the minors. But at least you're right. This year, the first yeah. baseman is Chris Davis, and it looks like Ryan Mountcastle maybe. But then you don't yeah. know. Like, who else is the first can play first base? I mean, I guess, I mean Valera can play first base, but he's kind of right. a, a utility guy. And Trey Mancini can. And um, so
0: that's the goal. The goal is you bring Ryan Mountcastle up as this guy, utility guy. That can play some outfield, some first base, some DH. Yeah,
1: yeah, That's yeah. That's the goal. Well, I Question guess. well will it work? I mean, I guess, but if you're Ryan, I, see, I don't know that though, Josh. I don't know if they want him to be able to, to, to do multiple positions or when you're so good at the bat, everyone thinks he's that good at the bat. I mean, I feel like you kind of want just a position where he can be comfortable and go in and play every day. And so to me, that position makes more sense. I feel like at first base, but I, again, I haven't seen him play enough. At first base or left field to see where he's more comfortable at um and like last year we had like kind of mark trumbull for a while clogging up the dh spot um now we don't have mark trumbull clogging the dh spot so that it can easily be something where you move chris davis to dh and move ryan Castle to first base um if we're not to nunez can play third base but so just some interesting things to watch
0: sure um yeah, I mean, again, like you said, there's not a whole lot that we can take away from three day- games, except that it's just good to see the Orioles back. Yeah, um, I, yeah I'm, those, I'm liking it. Those, I'm enjoying
1: watching the games.
0: Turns out that it's not just the Orioles that have an ugly spring training hat. It's all of Major League Baseball has ugly spring training hats. Yeah, it's weird. That's so weird it's a though. very weird, yeah. like, I don't. I'd like to think that maybe like I'm just old and don't get it, and like some millennial like loves this hat.
1: I've never seen anyone tweet out that they like the hat. I haven't seen one person.
0: Yeah, but how many times do you see people around wearing just ugly hats, and you're like, I can't believe anyone bought that.
1: It's true. There's a lot of Yankee hats out there.
0: <laughs> right. I think we're gonna. I, I will be interested to see kind of at uh, Oriole Park, how often we see this this ugly hat. Yeah.
1: I bet you'll never this see is, it if you see it one I don't time. Know. I right. put the over under at one. If we're betting here, put the But the over under at buy,
0: one. People buy the ugly all star jerseys. That's true. The all star jerseys are always ugly, and, and they're a lot more expensive them.
1: than an ugly hat.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Clearly, the Orioles need a little, or MLB needs a little extra money, so they got to make an ugly hat. Hmm. Speaking so. of ugly,
1: you want to get to some of the updated announcers and?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess what what announced first did the broadcast crews come out or did one oh five seven make all these changes and everyone's like what's that about yeah i think they
1: were very similar
0: time frames right i think i felt like they were both on wednesday let's see all right all right i got actually i got it right here thanks to our text message thread okay wednesday at 3:30, you text me a screenshot of our 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 true friend of the show jeff arnold yeah tweeting out uh beyond blessed and to receive this opportunity pumped for the 2020 season and uh so the broadcast team is jeff arnold mike bordick kevin brown i mean you should i go through these slower so you can comment i mean i just um, have
1: a couple overall comments but all right you can just go Got through you. them all and then i'll make my own davis
0: comments. rick dempsey scott garceau jim hunter dave johnson rock Kabako, rob long paul mancano ben mcdonald steve mileski Melanie Newman, Greg Olson, Jim Palmer, Brian Roberts, Gary Thorne.
1: but all in a variety of capacities, and like not all of them right. will be calling games.
0: Most of the games on the radio are called by a combination of Jeff Arnold and Kevin Brown. Yeah, that's I, your main team. And my
1: comment about that is, I like Kevin Brown,
0: and I like Jeff Arnold. I like. Kevin I haven't Brown. heard Jeff Arnold. All right, I haven't heard Jeff Arnold do any commentary until Saturday when he was on with Steve Maleski. But even then, he wasn't really doing much play-by-play. I like Jeff as a person, and I like him when we've met him out at the keys and everything. I haven't heard him do play-by-play. I was ha- very impressed and happy with Kevin Brown last year. Yeah, I thought Kevin Brown did a nice job. Right. Listen, I um, I, I, I never heard
1: Jeff Arnold announce anything. I, I have no idea. I hope he I hope he does great. But I think I'm a, I'm more you, old school. Josh, I've heard old.
0: Jeff Arnold say, "Now batting." Matt Soroka from section three thirty six.
1: Yeah, I've heard him say that. I've also heard him skip my yes. name once once or twice. But I'll <laughs> yes, let that you go. Have. The the but my point is I'm a little old school in that. I feel you should work your way up the minor league system. And here's Jeff Arnold making the jump from what Frederick Keyes all feel the way to single A. I do
0: feel for Adam. Adam
1: Pohl was higher in line, Josh. This was Are we he was yes. higher in line. I would like to see um you know, some promotion go going on. This kind of yeah. staying in the same minor league system is not good for anyone or an organization. Like you want to see people move up the chain, and, up and and, yeah. and Adam Paul,
0: here's he what would happen: becoming the Caleb, the Caleb Joseph,
1: yeah, a little of the bit. The Orioles
0: broadcast team, a little
1: bit, and then he's going to go somewhere else, and we're all going to love him as he drums for all the players in Toronto, wherever Caleb Joseph is doing that. You see that video of him
0: drumming for everybody, everybody loves him. Nope. Now, if he could drum on trash cans, I think that would go viral.
1: Oh yeah, man. well he had a whole like drum setup, and everyone was dancing around. He was like doing air drums. It was pretty cool. Anyway, love okay. Caleb Joseph. Um, gotta feed the baby. Anyway, the, the thing about Adam Pohl is we've talked to him enough times where I'm telling you, if you're in an Orioles game, the 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 score is, and this is gonna be how the score is for like half our games this year. It's the third inning, and the score is seven to one, right? And we're losing, and the game's done. Adam Poll can fill up six innings of great minor league baseball stories. Yes, to make the time fly. I mean, I'm telling you, you want I, I, for a bad baseball team, you want a good storyteller right. in the booth and to pass to, to pass the time. Adam Poll is that man, and it's outrageous believe, that he didn't get the call
0: up. Yes, I agree. I love Adam Poll. He's great at that. Jeff so Arnold's many great got stories. This, Jeff Arnold's got the same gift. He spent five years with the keys so he knows all these young guys who are coming up he was also a uh a minor league umpire in the gulf coast league i believe so he's got he's got the stories as well so i th- all right I think like i said i haven't heard okay. Je-
1: i mean I, I i we know jeff arnold he's a nice guy we all like jeff arnold i never heard him really announce a game but i'm sure i'll do fine right um, and then someday- I some
0: Adipole stories. Sunday, we got our first TV broadcast, and we saw Scott Garceau and Ben McDonald. Love Ben McDonald. And, uh, He's great. Yeah. I like Scott Garceau, another friend of the show. He was an early guest on 336. Was he? Yeah. I yep. forgot about we've had, that. We had We had him and Jeremy Kahn on. Uh, I know. We had, I remember Jeremy Kahn. Probably two years.
1: Yeah. I forgot Scott Garceau. Yeah. yeah.
0: First two years, we've had them both on the show. Both uh, good guys. We'll get to Kahn in a little bit later. But, uh I thought Garceau did fine. I love Ben McDonald on the call.
1: Are you a little surprised, Josh? Scott Garceau... How do I put this kindly? He had... Scott Garceau... He has a lot of experience. I thought... He's got a face for
0: radio? Is that what you're saying?
1: No, no, no. I'm saying he's he's old. Right? He's been around for
0: a while. Right. And yes, and I thought... And that's what I liked about the Jeff Arnold move is you're bringing in a young guy.
1: And I thought maybe you would want someone... The direction this team's going someone who's more into the analytics someone who can like you know even in broadcast now with the espn and stuff they're doing more stats geared towards kind of the, the nerd heads well
0: they or, po- yeah, or even if you watch the xfl they talk about like betting on the games and bet lines and all while you're going that's going to be the future of all sports broadcasting
1: yeah, but at, at least I don't want to get into betting, but at least the Sabre metric statistics. I right, mean, that's the it's start. a little bit, and Masson does it a little bit, right, with, with the StatCast and some of the, the stuff. But yep. it's embarrassing when Mike Bordick tries to talk about an, an, an analytics. Like, it's just embarrassing. And you would think maybe they would get someone um, who's more, and I think Kevin Brown is more in touch with the analytics. Yes. Um, and I, I thought maybe for the TV side, they would get someone more in tune with the analytics. But Scott Garceau seems to be. The opposite of that and ben mcdonald uh, former baseball player also not really the the face of analytics so that, yeah. that was a little I surprising like, to me
0: yeah i feel like jeff and kevin are young guys that could be a long-term plan for like long te- long time broadcast team for the orioles and i feel like on the tv broadcast it's kind of like we'll throw everyone at it and just get through the next few years I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I, it's all that mass and money that's going to uh, the Nats they can't afford great great people, but I don't know. I don't I hope that Gary Thorne was ready to retire or step away and have less wanted to a uh, less of a load on his plate because I love Gary Thorne. Yeah. I don't I'm I I care about
1: radio announcers because you just got the radio TV, I don't even listen to it, to be honest. I You could put anyone back there. Like, I know in spring training they were interviewing a bunch of players. Uh, they were Jeff Conine and Brian Roberts and all these other guys. I don't even care. Right. Like, I, I don't I don't watch the game and, like, comment on the announcers no. commenting when I'm watching a game. Now, for the radio, because that's all you got is the sound that matters to me more. And so I'm kind of more picky about who's doing radio games. And that's why I like it really when and – and I'm old school – in the fact that I was talking about we need more new school guys. The guy I really like in there, and I don't know if you mentioned his name, is Dave Johnson. I like when he calls games because he's so old school it makes me laugh. Um, yeah. I don't know if he's on that list, but but Ben McDonald also is great on radio. So I And I, I don't care about baseball I, people that much. Who's calling right. baseball? I games. mean
0: all these guys on the list. Uh, Like, I like Steve Molesky. I think he does a good job broadcasting. All the former players, that makes sense to get that player perspective. And Steve Molesky knows
1: all the minor leaguers, too. He's another guy that's... Yep,
0: he's had that cover. I guess the... uh, Rob Long is the one that seems like the odd duck in there to me. Is, I, I mean... I know he's from 1057, but I didn't know he cared about baseball. I thought he was a football guy.
1: Well, I'm a I'm a Rob Long guy too. Do you know why? Are you? Well, not not only is he uh, from 1057, you know where he's also from. Where else? Liberty University. He's a
0: go Flames Liberty University grad. Yeah. Isn't this new girl uh, also a Liberty? Oh, is that true? I don't know.
1: What's Uh, her name? Melanie
0: Melanie Newman. I thought I remembered seeing she was a Liberty grad. Because um, I think Rob Long did she the online
1: school, which is kind of half. Uh,
0: that's not. That's is not that what you call flame? that real liberty? Yeah. What's the That's like a spark. Not yeah. not a full flame. Yeah, he's not yeah, a full look, flame. Yeah. I thought I saw that Melanie Newman was a Liberty girl, but I could be making that up.
1: Oh man, she she would be now my uh, my favorite announcer if that's true. I'm gonna look into that.
0: Yeah, check that one out, but. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know Rob Long did the online school. How do you even? How does that even come up in conversation? Like, I guess he puts that as his college. No, I've just heard him talk about it on the radio before. Uh, okay, gotcha. So speaking of the radio, 105.7 made changes. Then, uh, all right. So it must have been at the same time because you texted me, and your text is a screenshot of Jeff's, and it says Adam must be so ticked right now. Oh, he, hey by by, by by the way, here's is, is Me, Mel, Melanie's little bio. Yeah.
1: She is currently a broadcaster for the Baltimore Ravens and Masson. She also yep. reports for the ACC network, the World Axe Throwing League. Did you know there's a World Axe Throwing League? Nope, but I now like her even more. And American Cornhole on ESPN. And then it makes this <laughs> this comment Liberty University through ESPN and LFSN. I think that's the Liberty Flames network. Game right. day radio, so, major league. So
0: I don't know so if that she means least, like,
1: she used to work for Liberty University, but I don't know if she actually
0: attended there. All right. It sounds like she at least broadcast the games. I don't know. We'll have to yeah, get her I'm, on here, and you can quiz her on her Liberty knowledge. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk some flames. Yeah, talk some Jerry Falwell. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Hashtag right, not so, my president. Go
0: ahead. Right. So then after we talked about the, uh, the changes to the broadcast crew, I shared with you the 1057 tweet. Which said, two new shows coming to 105.7 The Fan on March 9th. Inside Access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Weinman will air from 2 to 6 p.m. And the Jeremy Kahn show will air from 6 to 9 p.m. Scott Carso remains with The Fan as a weekly contributor. Now, uh, Jeremy Kahn kind of got the short stick on that 6 to 9 because during baseball season, there's not much of that. Yeah, what was
1: up with that? Isn't Jeremy Khan and I don't listen to a lot of 105.7, but isn't he the best thing going on 105.7? Uh,
0: you know what? <laughs> Maybe, is that not Scott, true? Scott and Jeremy, Scott and Jeremy are my favorite show and the only show I like on that radio station. Apparently, it's also the lowest, the lowest show on that broadcast station. Really? Yeah, apparently so. See, I don't understand well, people. Of, I don't understand people either, because for me, it was the only listenable show. Um, but yeah, apparently that show struggled, and now they're um, making this change. I, I, everybody knows that we don't like Jason Lockenfora, Jason
1: Lockenpaka.
0: Yeah, we've made it very clear. I hate that his show is even called Inside Access because all JLC does is try to talk about he's in, how he's an insider, and then he gets everything wrong. Well, and now his show is even I'm an insider. And he is an insider for the NFL. Like by definition, I feel
1: like he's an insider with with the NFL. And I, I don't. Then think, how does
0: he get so much stuff wrong?
1: I don't think he just he gets a lot wrong. I think because we're predisposed not to like him, that every time he gets something minor wrong, we want to crush him for it. When other people probably get things wrong as well. Um, yeah, I guess. But he and he's he's always on my favorite podcast, the Tony Corn show. He goes on there once a week, and that's made me like him a little bit more because Tony Kornazer likes him, um, and he doesn't like everybody
0: so yeah but i guess uh and i guess this means that his podcast i i don't know <laughs> maybe it already died you, oh Yeah, know his podcast is it going was, away
1: it was already dead and buried they, they they said they and here was the quote by jason like and four on the podcast they asked him about it he said we just couldn't compete with high quality podcasts like section three three six so we thought <laughs> there was no All point right. in continuing our show be more right. opinionated so he went to radio yeah and jerry coleman I mean that that was like are there two more just hated human beings than Jason LaComfora and and Jerry Coleman put on there together? That was just hilarious. Nah, I know it's a it's a weird combination. Yeah, but but Porter. I don't understand people yeah. who even listen to 157. It's like people who still have cable, right? And like
0: have to wait till seven o'clock to right, watch the people that watch commercials and yeah. don't just like wait until it, uh, it's dvr or something yeah like,
1: like there's this thing called dvr there's this thing called like netflix there's thing on on demand the right. like there's there's all these methods to watch things when you want it whatever you want like who just flips on to the radio like i when i'm driving I got my books on tape i got my podcast like i don't have time just to flip through radio stations
0: well even like yeah like like one e- even even espn like i love pti and around the horn but i i the way i uh ingest them is through the podcast yeah, i listen too. to them when i drive yeah me too i don't have time to sit at the tv and watch that no
1: no but like yeah so i so i haven't listened to Seven in in years and years and years so this will make me less likely I'm, to tune to them in the in the afternoon like if i were to drive home except from for work. live
0: sports like a live game you'll tune to them you'll put them on for the radio yeah. For oh the yeah. Baseball game. yeah i'm
1: talking about talk radio
0: right sports and this could radio. be part of this it could be that Sports Talk Radio is hurting in general if you're not in a area where, like, the team's doing really well. Oh, yeah, I'm and sure. And it could be a, a shakeup. I mean, we know. I'm sure their numbers are hurting, yeah. We know that Section 336 struggles when the Orioles struggle. Yeah. And uh, so I'm sure that it's the same for real radio as well.
1: Yeah, and they try to suck it all out with, even now, they'll say, home of the Orioles, right, for 105.7, and then spend two hours talking about the Ravens. Then re- re- real quick yes. at the end, home of the Orioles, right? Because, right? because the Ravens are actually good and relevant, and the Orioles aren't, and so less people listen yeah. to the Orioles.
0: No, and there's things to talk about with the Ravens With they just extended their defensive coach and offensive coach. There's rumors about them and Stefan Diggs. There's rumors of them trading Hayden Hurst. There's stuff to talk about with what the to Ravens. Do with Matthew like Judon, capaz. he's going to
1: get the franchise yeah, tag. Yeah, with Judon. Yeah, there's all yeah. this
0: stuff to talk about. But we're not going to deal with that because it's spring training. It's spring training. So don't don't come here listening we to that. We got the whole
1: freaking off season to settle out the the, yeah. the NFL stuff. This is yeah. We can talk about that in time. July when we get tired of the Orioles. Yeah, seriously. I know you trying to Josh. Is there an element here? Baseball is a long season. Orioles are going to be bad. Um, do you feel any need to like pace your watching the Orioles to keep the excitement there? Like, let me not watch a full spring training game because I want to save that feeling for a little bit later on. So I don't od in the orioles too early
0: uh no i'm a baseball guy i'm gonna buy well i'm gonna buy i am gonna buy the minor league baseball package and i'm gonna watch the minor league games okay i think that's gonna be a really cool way to experience this season all right you buy the package i'm gonna go to the games okay i'll share the password with you don't worry
1: no i'll be at the game i can't watch
0: while i'm at it right yeah yeah good luck with that we'll see how many games you go to
1: yeah, I went to I don't know, a bunch last off season. Did
0: you? I hit no, I mean, yeah. I, I hit the Frederick Keys. I hit the Darnelva Shorebirds. I hit the Bowie Bay Sox. You know what? And you've got you've got Silas at the right age where it's really cool to go do that. And it's his favorite thing in the world. So yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. I, yeah. yeah. So you'll hit up a bunch and, of mine. Yeah. Others. I don't feel
1: like a lonely loser because I got my son with me. It's not just me.
0: Right. Yeah, for me, it was always awkward to ditch the girls and, and everyone yeah. to go watch little kids play baseball. For
1: the first time in my life, my wife's like, yeah, go to the game. I was like, what? Yeah, take Silas. All right, we're going to the game.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, it's so also... This we- yeah, go ahead. Nah, I was just going to move on. What else about taking Silas?
1: No, nah, I probably shouldn't go there, but I was just going to say, I was reading this study. I shouldn't go here, but you should have just cut me off and continued on josh so this is really what it comes out of my mouth next is your fault i was reading a study that guys go to the bathroom longer than girls or i heard people talking about this study you know on the radio and i was like that what well, i don't i don't understand that well ex- when they go the average bathroom time in the spent in the bathroom is longer for men than it is for females
0: okay and this seemed a little bit weird to me because i mean it's weird to me except we also know uh we, we we know a guy who would disappear for three four innings.
1: Yeah, and I never understood that. And then all of a sudden, no. now with the two year old and a one year old, when I get home from work and they're running around like mad, all of a sudden my bathroom break, which used to be thirty seconds, like I'm in, I'm out, I'm taking care of business, and I'm out. Now all of a sudden, I'm I'm spending you know you know minute, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes in there because I know what awaits for me when I leave that bathroom. So now yeah. I understand the study is. Uh, guys take longer in the bathroom just to get away from their family so so now that makes sense to me. oh yes
0: yeah and that and to try to get their high score on whatever game they're playing on their phone
1: yeah and for me i was never a phone bath like i was doing my business in and out as f- yeah. quick as you can in and out i got things to do right. with my life i can't just right. sit there in and out but now all of a sudden i'm starting to take a little bit longer i get it
0: no i think you're right i think a lot of guys use it as a uh, as a break yeah like a, whatever, just a quick refresh,
1: just kids, whatever. Social situation. Let me just get a, a mental break, hang out because no one takes that long to actually go to the bathroom, right? You just go in there, you do the thing, you get out, <laughs> right? Like I want to see actual, uh, actually numbers on actual like time you're actually going like, what does that wanna, look you like? Wanna,
0: you want it to be like a chess, a
1: chess match from start to finish, clock, yeah.
0: Start to finish, you I, tap the clock. Yeah. When you're in and, out.
1: and if you compare genders, is this is this the same, or does it actually take us longer? Are we somehow biologically different that we go longer than than females right. or something? I, I want to. No. No, I also no, think, I it think it'd be interesting to break it down by age
0: brackets. So, I, yeah, I think there's lo- I think there's lots of men in bathrooms hiding from their kids, wives, and girlfriends.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think yep. I never thought about that before, but now I'm on to it. Now I'm on to it.
0: I think, that's, I think that's, you got And by going. the way, if
1: you're wondering why Bert Rohde hasn't been on this podcast, he's just taking a really long bathroom break. <laughs> right. He'll be exactly. back
0: soon. You know, my uh, my new house has three and a half baths. It's probably why. So I can hide. It's like a big game of hide and seek. Mm, see, that's smart.
1: I got All two right. limited my options. <laughs> exactly. And, n- and neither of them lock either, which is a problem. Because kids can um, open doors. Yeah, that's an issue. Yeah. Is
0: the toilet close enough you can keep your foot on the door?
1: No, I mean, no, it's a slider it's a slider. So it doesn't even like, oh, okay. pull up and it's a slider with no lock.
0: Oh, I, I'd be getting that fixed. I, I don't like having the door unlocked when I'm uh, on the toilet. Yeah. We live a very open free lifestyle over here. We never Apparently lock doors. So yeah, well, I don't, <laughs> you mean, yeah. Cause you're out on the Eastern shore. You're, we're talking about your two outhouses, right, two outhouses. They don't put locks in outhouses. <laughs> right. All right. So back to Oriole baseball. Yeah, I told you you should have just cut me off. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, What are we looking for? What are you watching for, like, in the next week? Is it to see who gets – does it matter who gets more innings in? Are we not even going to really see much because we've got so many pitchers at camp that we got to, like, start winding these numbers down? We should have – our first cuts should come this week, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I expect people who are not on the 40-man, right, but just were invited, people like, I don't know, Adley Rushman. I would like to see him hang on, but you got to feel he's going to go – um, maybe a guy like Diaz will go. Some of these other Because I imagine guys.
0: minor league camp opens up in a couple weeks. Yeah, so you just, just kind of shift like, him right, over there. Just go across the street.
1: Yeah, I guess what I'm looking for, like, just like as far as position players, I'm kind of curious in where they play them and what insight that gives us, right? Like, is Richie Martin, like, do they see right. Richie Martin as a utility guy? Is he playing second base? He's playing third base. Or do and they see him good at
0: those? He's looked good at both those positions. Yeah. Or do they he see looks him? Looks sp- real good at third base.
1: Right. And so if he has that flexibility, all of a sudden Richie Martin, who we thought this is a guy playing every day at Triple A Norfolk, well, wait a yeah. minute. Maybe is he, he can. A bench guy? Yeah, be a bench guy who comes in and plays these positions as need be, and he could play. I mean, you could play him. You know, but four, four, that four also days a kinda,
0: week. But this, doesn't that also kind of make you wonder? Like, all right, any of these guys who are they're seeing as utility guys are not guys of the future. Right. So, like, you might get on the field and try to make the most of your opportunity as a utility guy. Or if they, I, it's a tough decision on how Elias builds this roster. Like, uh, do you take a guy like uh, Richie Martin and put him on your bench because you like what he's bringing? Or do you send him to Norfolk because you like what he's bringing and you think he could be an everyday player next year?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, like, what's the benefit of Richie Martin... Being right. able to see Jose Iglesias play a shortstop every day, right, and, and maybe right. There, there there's a benefit there. And his his but, problem but, was major league pitching, so maybe like you want to expose him to major league pitching more. But you could go ahead, Josh, and make an argument that he should be playing yeah, well, every day. Yeah, I was gonna say
0: right because the other the other side of that argument is is okay. Well, maybe this guy will be good seeing some major league get major league experience but he got all that last year yeah so now it's time to focus him and tune him and maybe a year in triple a would be good for that
1: yeah yeah he learned kind of his weaknesses and and now let let him go back and work on those things
0: so i think so to answer your question like what it's like to be around big league guys and all i mean unless i mean he's a tiny guy chris davis could just carry around him around like uh it could like uh that Guardians of the Galaxy movie with the big tree and the raccoon—that could be the two of them walking side by side. All right, that ref-
1: reference went over my head,
0: but all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, for, that was for Bert. Sorry, I forgot Bert's no longer here.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's—I mean—we're we talking about things to look for. Like that's something I'm looking for, and I think where they play him, and you know, might give some indication if they view him as a utility player or if he views like if he plays more shortstop, he'll probably be going to Norfolk as everyday shortstop. I, I don't think there's a clear right answer here. I just think. Like the same with Ryan Mountcastle, right? How do they view Ryan Mountcastle? Are they really like trying right. to see what he looks like as a left fielder? Is it just an experiment? Or or you know, um, could he actually and, be a left fielder for the Orioles? Right. Uh, and
0: then that's going to be the thing is like some of these guys who they know are not part of the future, they're going to want on the big league squad to try to trade them this season. Yeah. To say maybe we can put something together.
1: Yeah, and you bring up a good point about like rarely does someone go – for, it happens every now and then, but rarely does a guy go from being a utility guy to being like an everyday, really good ma- ma- no, major league player.
0: I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, Once you're a utility guy, you're a utility guy.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of Ben Zobrist, immediately to mind. Like Ben Zobrist did that kind of play okay. it everywhere. Um, I mean, but you could argue he the was only way that guy, happens, played everywhere.
0: Right. The only way that happens is if someone gets hurt and you move into that slot and then the next year they decide, oh, we don't need to replace that slot. You did fine. Yeah, it's the only way.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking for. I mean, we're not the Nunez at third base. Mason McCoy. I don't think he's gonna make the team. He played really nice at shortstop. Made some nice plays at shortstop. But I'm just kind of looking for where high positions players. And like yeah, I'm looking at Chris Davis's at bats. I'm kind of curious to see. I think Chris Davis's story is just fascinating. I can, can't. I don't. I hope they never cut him because I love talking about him.
0: I think it is because. Rarely do you see a guy that has all of that and has such great seasons to then go all the way to the bottom. And, the and and I mean, we've talked about this over and over again with Chris Davis that, like, everyone loves a redemption story. And we all love Chris Davis as a person. So we all root for him to bring yeah. that, to come back.
1: And, like, it's fascinating. Even- his refusal to, like... Go with the company line and like I'm just, yeah my, I'm just gonna bulk up and get bigger because I think it'll work for me like I, it's just so interesting
0: yeah exactly so it's a great storyline we all root for the guy and yeah I mean we'll see there's always gonna be Chris David hatred because but because of those ugly years but there's
1: always gonna be Josh too like people like holding on to this shred of hope that somehow Chris Davis will return to the greatness oh, that that's was me. Chris Davis.
0: That's me. When we get to our bold predictions in a couple weeks, you got to believe Chris Davis being alive is going to be one of my bold predictions. It always is because I want that Chris Davis. I fell in love with that Chris Davis.
1: Yeah, but it's not going to happen. But good for your bold (laughs) predictions, Josh. I'm
0: sure it'll still be my bold prediction.
1: Yeah. And and then, and we can wrap up the show. We're out. But then, like, all the pitcher stories. I mean, we don't know who our fourth and fifth, even our third starters. We don't know what our bullpen looks like. So like, watch the pitching. Who looks good? Not after yeah, two totally. innings, but you know.
0: But Josh, go ahead, jump on the Hess Express. I'm I'm on the right now. I'm on the Hess Express. But I was kind of on the Hess Express a little last year, and then when I heard that he went to the same P3 or whatever that John Means went to, yeah, I'm all on board the Hess the Hess Express.
1: Yeah, and if Hess does turn out to be a halfway decent pitcher this year. Every Oriole pitcher from now on is spending their off season at the P3 resort or whatever it is.
0: Whatever that is. If if he's like good in April in May, April and May, I need the Orioles to go and buy P3. Yeah. Everyone so who don't works let there and the lives there. Yeah. Just buy it all. Yeah. We have money, we have money. We don't have players. Use all that money. You said that all that money is going to be for development. Right there is the place to buy. Yeah.
1: Well, that's something to wait and see. This spring training, so many fun storylines. And yep. you can follow all these storylines on a week-to-week basis here at Section 336 because we'll have them all covered for you. Orioles baseball is back, baby.
0: It's it's so exciting that baseball's back. I was talking to a guy at work today who's a, uh, he's a Tigers fan, so he's in a similar boat as us. And yeah. it's like we're just all so happy that baseball's back, even with that team.
1: Yeah, it doesn't even matter at this point. So take your excitement, guys, for Orioles baseball and take it over to the iTunes Section 336 and write us a five-star review.
0: Yeah, kind of like this one from February 4th from Brave Sir Kevin. Great Baltimore sports talk. Josh and Matt are great people and know their stuff. They do their research and are easy to listen to. If you enjoy Baltimore sports, especially the birds, you got to listen to Section 336. Or FC Graham, who said, Love it, never miss an episode. Living outside Maryland, this is my main source of O's news and talk. Matt, Josh, and occasionally Bert are the best. So go leave a review like that. We've made jokes throughout this that, yeah, when the Orioles suck, people don't listen to Section 336. So help us out. Spread the word. Give us a review. Tell your friends. And, hey, when you're seeing guys out in Sarasota, when you're seeing guys at the stadium this spring, Help us out. Tell people about Section 336. Yes. Yeah. Come see us when we're there.
1: Go to our website, buy a Section 336 t shirt, and you can just wear your t shirt around.
0: And that's telling people about the show. I guarantee if you wear your uh, 2023 World Series championship shirts, someone's going to ask you about it.
1: Yeah. I, I think I got to decide. doesn't make any sense. That might be my opening day shirt. I got to decide. I'm still working on it. Uh, it's either well, that or the uh, Hawaiian. No, what
0: do you want? The Hawaiian? Yeah, the Hawaiian. I, I don't know if you're allowed to wear the Hawaiian at oh, home, yeah, home games. Oh, yeah. I thought home that's games. only away games, yeah, right? True. So.
1: All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter. Follow me at section336 and follow Josh at Josh Soroka. You got something else to say, Josh? Looks like you got something else to say. All right. Thanks, <laughs> no, for- <laughs> I was waiting for
0: you to say Go O's. All right. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, Go O's. go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out.
1: Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans.
0: Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com.